where the differences are. Is this occurring everywhere at similar paces? Are we seeing more pain in the areas that run up the furthest, the fastest? Mm. This is such an important question, because when you look at the headline numbers, they sometimes miss the local nuances. So when we look at the housing market, the inflection point started in April, and that started in the west part of the country. If you look at places like Denver, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and parts of California, those were some of the ones, the markets that had the biggest run-up, but they're also some of the markets that slowed the quickest. The inflection point, if you go over to the eastern part of the country, didn't have until really June or July. And now we're seeing those markets slow, but not as much as what we're seeing in the West. Okay, welcome. It's Tuesday, 27 September in the year of our Lord, 2022. We are six weeks from tonight uh, away from a um, the election of uh, the most important midterm election since 1862. And that would be the early years of our own civil war. Joe Biden's economy. Remember, we told you this. I'm bringing Navarre in a second. We got uh, Congressman Claudia Tenney, Joe Kent's getting ready for his debate. Joe Kent's going to join us out in Washington. Three, uh, Congressman Tenney from New York State. Uh, we're jammed in this hour and the next, so we're going to get it all in. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, look, your income statement is being crushed because we've had 18 months in a row of, uh, of negative uh, earnings because of inflation, right? So falling earnings, real, real wages dropping. But they're also getting your balance sheet. And remember, we said about a week or 10 days ago, maybe two weeks, that they just announced $6.1 trillion of uh, net worth of the American people in the second quarter. Biggest drop in history. And I said, hey, this does not include, this is just the stock in the bond market, principally the stock market. This does not include when they mark to market your house. Okay? Word out today, I want to bring you Dr. Peter Navarro. Housing drops uh, sales to a uh, 10-year, to back to 2012 levels, 10-year low. Also, mortgages, the 30-year goes to as high as 20 years, back to 2002. The housing market's not in turmoil. The housing market is about to implode. And so get ready to mark to market your net worth. When Just remember, this is a created crisis by Joe Biden and this regime. Okay, this is what they're doing to you. And if you're under 35 years old and you're going to vote for this, we, I've been saying for 10 years, you're a Russian serf. Right to spin it on the on the wheel. Now you're going to be a debt slave. So this news today is horrific, but it's to be expected. Peter Navari been looking at the capital markets all day. This used to be your area of expertise before you took on the Chinese for Donald J. Trump. Walk me through what the capital markets told you today, sir. Sir, the the mainstream media is always captivated in a panic when the market goes down significantly. The market crashes. Da, 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 da. But the technical traders and the smart money looked at what happened today, Steve, and they were freaked out. I'm going to show you the chart. This is a two-day chart of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. In the middle is, is what happened this morning. It was what's, what's called a gap up. In other words, the market started very bullish in the morning on this buy-the-dip philosophy. But you can see with the downward sloping arrow that that quickly quickly evaporated. The market went right back down, finished below uh, where it closed yesterday. We're, we're now uh, close to 29,000 on the Dow. And what that's telling you, Steve, is that the fundamentals of the economy in housing, the, the, the extreme rapid rate uh, rise in the yields in government and, and investment bonds like you and Cortez talked about this morning, that's like 
that's like devastating to the economy, the underlying fundamentals. So what the markets told you today, Steve, is this thing's going down. Buy the dip is dead as a Confederate soldier. Um, right now, uh, Biden's secretary of the Treasury, people should understand, we'll get to Claudia Tate in a second. They're talking about a CR, either short term uh, just through the election into November or longer term into January so the Republicans can take control. But they're still talking about a CR that essentially is going to have a one and a half trillion dollar deficit. When you really count it up, it's going to be one and a half trillion. We know the borrowing costs are going up. Cortez walked through the day, I think in eight years right now at these rates and at these deficits. Uh, we'll be spending the, the paying the deficit, the interest on the deficit alone, I think will be one point two trillion dollars. It'll be the largest element of the discretionary spend. In fact, it'll be bigger than Social Security. Peter, uh, the fiscal Keynesian uh, madness is still going to happen. How do you think that affects capital markets when it starts dawning on people that we're now in a vicious cycle caused by the created crisis of the Biden regime? You see, the central lesson of stagflation is that Keynesian tools do not work because you have simultaneously recession and inflation. So if the Fed raises the interest rates to cure inflation, that provokes recession. So you can only cure, it's a one-trick pony. If you look, for example, in England, you have the new Tory government proposing stimulative tax cuts, Keynesian. Well, the central bank of England is raising rates like the Fed to fight inflation. That dog won't hunt. We've got the same thing here, Steve, with Congress, yeah. overstimulative Keynesian, yeah. Fed, overcontractionary. And so, to your point, what's got to happen is the Republicans have to get control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, step one. And from there, we need not only to stop the spending, but use every tool in the book to roll back a lot of these crazy spending so that we can have the the two branches of the Fed and the and the Congress White House together working with the same purposes. And you and I, Steve, know, as, as Trump knew, that these problems we were facing now with stagflation are structural in nature. You have to deal with strategic energy dominance. You have to bring yeah. our supply chains home. Those are the two Trumpian principles. That, that are yeah. first and foremost on our stagflation fighting agenda. Okay, I'm going to get to the book in the next segment. Right now, how do people get to you on Getter? You're putting up great stuff all the time. You're putting up chapters of the book, Taking Back Trump's America, and get it on Amazon. Where do people get to you on Getter, sir? Sure, it's it's real P. Navarro. Getter is the Twitter killer. Steve, you might find it interesting, as I've been doing a lot of uh, talk radio and podcasts uh, about Taking Back Trump's America. I've been talking to the, the host, and most of them are on Getter, but when they're not, we're getting them on Getter. We're trying to yeah. spread the world. If you're out there watching this show, get on Getter and get off Twitter. Remember, we got the uh, we got Bannon's War Room from Rome now talking about been there for the uh, Maloney administration. We're all over Brazil, all of it. Okay, Peter, thank you very much. Thank you for taking time away. I know you're busy. Right, Give us a market wrap. Take care, Thanks, brother. brother. All right. I want to go to uh, if if for all the congressmen I know, one has got this just this very even keel common sense. It's, it's Congressman Claudia Tenney of New York. Ma'am, when you go back and talk to your constituents up in New York State, what, what do they say about this economy, particularly news today that the housing market is imploding as we predicted, ma'am? 
The, the economy is number one, high gas prices. We come from the state of New York. We, ha we have great rich Marcellus and Utica Shell, which we can't touch. Uh, the energy is a huge problem. The cost of gas is high. Obviously, we have this artificial uh, reduction slightly in the cost of gas because Biden has depleted our strategic reserves that President Trump built up using gas, you know, when the price of gas was really low. But people care about inflation. And when you have high spending that's creating inflation, when you have high cost of gas, and now you're seeing this huge war on energy and you've got Pete Buttigieg telling everyone we've got to get everyone on electric cars as soon as possible. Guess what's coming? Peter Navarro just talked about what's happening with the stock market. Guess what's coming to New York? We have winter coming. We have a hurricane that's coming up the coastline of Florida. It's going to be really cold. And we have some of the highest snowfall in my region, which is this, the Lake Effect District, in, in the entire nation. You know, Some of the places we have actually have more snow right off of Lake Ontario and Lake Erie. So guess what we're going to see? really high uh, energy costs to heat our homes, which is going to be a huge problem going forward for the lower and middle income taxpayers and people in New York State, which is why we have the highest out migration of people. And the big, the, and our economy in upstate New York is driven by small businesses. 95% of the people in my district and in upstate New York work for a small, they don't work for some big company, they work for a small business. So we're going to have a problem uh, this is going to be really acute, and I, I'm afraid we're going to see more mass out migration to states like Florida, Tennessee, and other parts of the country because people cannot deal with the authoritarian regime that we have in New York State, which has got a war on energy. You know, you just saw what they passed in California, and everyone's gasping. Oh, my God, they just passed this terrible Green New Deal of California. New York already did it. We already have the Green New Deal. We have the People's Republic of Ithaca, which is where Cornell University is. By 2024, you will not be able to put a leaf blower, a lawnmower, a commercial or residential property hooked up to a fossil fuel source. Already, this isn't 2030 or 2035, it's 2024, and it's going to be a disaster here. And people are really worried about energy. Energy is the fulcrum. Peter Navarro is exactly right. If we don't get energy right and we continue to go down this dangerous path where the Biden administration and uh, people like Pete Buttigieg are taking us, you're going to see America continue to decline. We're going to have continued problems with the supply chain. The supply chain problems are already caused by the globalists. And now imagine the energy prices not bringing those jobs back from Asia and other places that are just, uh, you know, harvesting off of us. It's a problem. Do, 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 do your constituents understand that these are created crises by the Biden regime? And, and, and quite frankly, one of the reasons I want to have you on here, because you've been voicing it, the pandemic's over. Biden tells us it's over. All the medical analysis shows you it's over. Why do we still have this emergency order? And do the people back there connect the two, that why we have an emergency order, yet at the same time we have all these decisions made by Biden that's making our lives miserable? Look, people understand it, but I'm in upstate New York. We are uh, hamstrung by New York City. We have this huge population in New York City, and some of our cities. Uh, like the big uh, across the you know uh, the Erie Canal corridor, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany. Uh, this is where we have all these liberals who keep voting for Democrats. You know, I, I keep wondering in these polls, who are the forty percent that approve of the Biden administration? Don't they see this Potemkin village that has been put up by them? This false energy policy, uh, this this uh, this self this this ridiculous pandemic that we have right now. Where you know, look at even Canada is gonna lift this COVID emergency, but we still have a COVID emergency, even though our nitwit president got on 60 Minutes and said the pandemic is over. Well, why don't we lift this COVID emergency? I mean, we're living in this alternate universe. And by the way, 
this is what it's like in upstate New York. When I served in the state assembly, um, Democrats would have been embarrassed if you said you were a socialist. Right now, the New York State Assembly and the state legislature is dominated by uh, leftists, and they are the biggest caucus is the Democratic Socialists of America. And we have an upstate governor who came in who wasn't elected. And guess what she talks about? She is completely beholden to the New York City socialist wing of the Democratic Party, even though the primary is over. She loves authoritarian control because she's not smart enough to give us the chance to govern ourselves, which is the promise of America. So, I mean, this is frustrating. My constituents know it. They overwhelmingly voted for President Trump. I'm in the Rust Belt of New York, upstate New York, right where everything was started, the Industrial Revolution. We get it, but we can't get our downstate friends and our, our friends in the cities to understand that. And if New York doesn't wake up, we're going to continue to see the collapse of New York and our un, unfunded liabilities, which are helping to create this even worse inflation crisis in upstate New York. I served in the legislature for a little while, and they just don't stop spending. And it's the same kind of people that went from the state legislature are serving in Albany or serving in Washington. And uh, and the Biden administration, you got a guy who's a talentless, feckless uh, guy serving who's done nothing but uh, really leverage the best of government for his own corrupt interests and his family. And uh, and we're and people just have to wake up to it. Do You're doing a great job getting it out there, but we need more people paying attention and voting. We've got about a minute. What what do you say has to happen now on this emergency measure? And what should the Republican, uh, what should the Republicans be doing about it? Because the, the, the people are so nervous that something's going to happen around the election, ma'am. Well, this is the problem. I run a small business. I still have a small business. It's been around since 1946. We were nearly shut down because of the pandemic and the closures and Governor Cuomo's policies carried by Hochul and the Biden administration. If they don't uh, lift this emergency orders, we're going to continue to see more small businesses fold and collapse. And you're going to see the economy continue to collapse in New York, which, by the way, is still a large state with a lot of employees, uh, with a lot of tax revenue, uh, because we have high taxes, but we also have a lot of people. But it's going to be a de- a devastating if people, if they don't start lifting this pandemic and letting people get back to work, bringing our supply chains back, bringing back the Rust Belt of New York and letting us uh, build things and make things again. It's critically important, which is why I'm glad you had Peter Navarro on. He was critical in actually moving this paradigm away from globalism and bringing us back to understand that we have to make things again in this country the way we made them uh, right here in New York State. And by the way, the biggest industry in New York State is agriculture. I spent all day yesterday with farmers. If we don't feed our, our communities and feed the world with our farmers, we're not going we're gonna to see a global food supply shortage. Uh, Congressman Tenney, how do people get to you on social media? We've got about 10 seconds. It's uh, Claudia at Claudia for Congress. Claudia Tenney, I'm on all the social media platforms. Uh, just uh, go to me. It's Claudia Tenney, the only Claudia ever elected to Congress. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, There's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. MyPillow.com, promo code WORM, $19.88. You get the original classic pillow. You can't get it at Walmart. Why? They gave them the hook because Walmart does not uh, support your values. Okay, that's why they blew out my pillow and Mike Lindell. Now you can only get it by going to shows like ours and getting on to what we call the squares. MyPillow.com, promo code WORM. You got all the sales. Buy one, get them a freeze. You've got the slippers, moccasin robes, all of it. Sheets, towels. But here we got the classic pillow, $19.88. Go check it out today. Support the great American company up in Minnesota. And, of course, the armor-piercing show that is Mike Lindell. That's MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Okay, big debate in Washington 3 tonight. <clears throat> New York Times, we said, yeah, Joe Kent there, his opponent right there. She's actually quite interesting, very interesting person. Our political future, Michelle Goldberg. And this thing is like a 5,000-word essay about the future of politics in America. Joe, Kent, I notice in this uh, piece, although your, your opponent is an actual interesting person, she doesn't have a lot to say really about this grab bag of policies that have the created crisis, the financial and economic and, and border crisis in this country. How is she going to sit up there tonight and defend? They just announced today housing uh, things are falling through the roof, falling through the floor to 2012 levels. Mortgages are now up, 30-year mortgages up to 2002, I think 20 years. Uh, we've just had the biggest decrease in net worth in this country, 6.1 trillion. That does not include what just happened to the housing market. We've been telling people the housing market is going to collapse, and now it's collapsing. How is your opponent going to stand on stage tonight, sir, and talk uh, and, and back the created crises of the Biden regime, Joe Kent? Yeah, I'll be interested to see how she answers these very hard questions, Steve. I unfortunately I think she's just going to, you know, talk about abortion as much as she possibly can and hope that that wins over the voters. But here's the bottom line: this news coming from our housing sector, this is absolutely crushing Americans at every single level. You know, most of the folks that work on my campaign and people I talk to on a daily basis, they're under the age of 25, and most of them have no idea. Number one, how they're going to make rent for where they're living now. Many of them are still living at home with their parents. And then many of them are who want to purchase a home, get married and start families. They simply can't do it. And the vast majority of them, there's no way they're, they're even on the trajectory to put together enough of a down payment with the current housing market. So, I mean, there's the price of the pump. Just people are getting crushed left and right. And what I think is really disturbing is you just talked about the continuing resolution. We have these this massive dumpster fire of an economy right now that's crushing the American working class. The continuing resolution right now, the Democrats and Biden are trying to include 13 billion more dollars to Ukraine while the American people are being destroyed by inflation, while our borders wide open, crime overflowing on our streets. So I, uh, I'll i be interested to see how she tries but, to defend but, 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 but what your, the your opponent, your, the your opponent, although she's working class, I don't think, 
she quite totally on the economic side because remember she's an advocate of some of Bernie Sanders. She's to the far on the on the on the economic side. If we had gone along with what she proposed and supports, this dumpster fire had been five times worse. I mean, the the, the collaboration as Republicans even agreed with this additional essentially five trillion dollars of additional spending has only destroyed the country more. And remember, the CR that you're talking about is at 2021 levels. The Democrats want to increase that. They would love to see that increase. And right now with interest payments, interest rates exploding in a couple of years, as the Congressional Budget Office says, Joe, $1.2 trillion is going to, we're going to have to come up with that for just the interest payments on this debt because the days of zero interest rates are over. How, how can she sit there looking at working class people that have been eviscerated by inflation on their income statement and now are destroyed on their balance sheet. The little they got is being destroyed every day. Stock market down, bond market down, housing market down, everything in your net worth, you're going to be zeroed out. If you're in the 30 years old, I used to say you were a Russian serf. Now you're going to be a debt slave. You're transitioning to something that's even worse. Joe Kent. You know, the, the Democrats, they, they they can't run from this. This is why they continue to do the personal attacks. This is why all they want to do is is talk about abortion. The thing is, their plans are, are there's no meat behind them. And she'll say things like the government needs to step in and provide more assistance for these people to control the, you know, the, the housing market because there's housing is not affordable enough. But the problem is they won't address the systemic issues of the economy. They won't talk about bringing back our manufacturing, decoupling from the Chinese Communist Party. Immigration is another huge one. They will never touch immigration. They want unlimited immigration, which is an assault on working class wages. So all this nonsense about how, you know, she's working class, but they're, they're going to allow illegal immigration and legal immigration to come over here and undercut U.S. wages. The same thing with the green package. The Democrats right now, they cannot go against this massive green energy conversion that we're being that's being forced down our throats. That's killed our energy sector that started off this massive inflation, the cycle of inflation. So they've really painted themselves into a corner with these policies. Again, I, I think she's just going to have to divert to other issues like abortion and then, you know, call me racist and all other nonsense. But really, when people are out there looking for real solutions, we're the only ones talking about how we can start to stop the bleeding in our economy by getting our energy sector back online. People have to realize, and they realize throughout the district and the country, I think, that this was all self-inflicted, the way that we killed off our energy sector. And this could be reversed immediately, and that would start to alleviate a lot of the financial pain that people are feeling right now. We're also going to have to start going after these hedge funds like BlackRock that are driving up the the, uh, the price of housing by purchasing up massive amounts of housing Remember, while they're using it our was, pension funds that we pay into. Don't let her just sit there. It was her party that took off the carried interest tax. It was her party that let the wealthy, because Wall Street uh, tycoons, Wall Street oligarchs, Wall Street hedge funds fund the Democratic Party. That's why they let them off the hook. They're paying not the same taxes as people in Washington 3 because her party, her party was the one that sat there and at the last second go, no, we're going to take the carried interest tax off. So they're not paying ordinary income. They're paying capital gains tax while every working class person out in Washington 3 is paying ordinary, ordinary income tax. The Democratic Party did. Don't let them ever say they're a party of the working class people. They screw the working class person every day of the week for their paymasters on Wall Street. Joe, we're going to stream this tonight on all of our sites on Getter. Captain Bannis will be putting this together. How do people follow you? The people want to see this tonight. As the New York Times told us, this is the most important congressional race in the country. How do people get to you, the campaign, and how they follow the debate tonight, sir? 
We're going to stream it live on Gitter. So it's Joe Kent 16 jan 19 on Gitter. Same handle on Twitter. Same handle on uh, Instagram. We're also going to put it on Facebook. So Joe Kent for WA3 on Facebook as well. Uh, JoeKentForCongress.com is the website. If people can give us any kind of support, please do. We won the, we won the primary on small individual contributions, and we're going to need your help to get across the finish line. Warrant uh, Kent, uh, good luck tonight. We'll uh, We'll talk to you afterwards, sir. Thank you very much, Steve. Good luck and good hunting. Okay, uh, the old uh, for the few in the what the Battle of Britain. Let's play the cold open. We have Tiffany Palufko, developments of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Tiffany's running for the uh, school board. Let's play a cold open. Happening today in Virginia, students are walking out of classrooms across the state. Look at some of the video there on the left side of your screen. They're protesting a new policy that the Virginia governor, Glenn Youngkin, is proposing that would restrict the rights of transgender students. If you look at more of this video, you can see something like 100 schools almost staging these walkouts, thousands of students joining in. Youngkin's proposed policy would ban students from changing their pronouns at school unless they get permission from a parent. It would require school staff to reveal students' gender identity to their parents, even if they don't have a student's permission. And it would require transgender students to use bathrooms and play on sports teams aligned with their sex assigned at birth. If this proposal moves forward, districts in the state will decide whether or not to follow those policies. And Virginia is not the only state that's putting forward school policies considered to be anti-LGBTQ+. In the past few years alone, Republican lawmakers in 18 states have passed laws banning trans students from participating in sports aligned with their gender identity. And Florida's parental rights and education law, which critics call the don't say gay law, has led to copycat bills in these states on your screen, Alabama, Texas, Louisiana, et cetera. Okay, we have uh, Tiffany Palufko is uh, is going to join us. She's running for the school board. She joins us by phone from Northern Virginia. She's out on the campaign trail. Tiffany, what is this all about? Hey there, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on this evening. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I firmly believe all kids deserve to go to school and learn in an environment free of harassment and be treated with respect and dignity. And we already have policies in place for that. Mental health issues that children are facing need to be handled individually. And for minors, that should include their parents. We have got to support the unique relationship between students, staff, and parents. And I have said that from day one, and it is a major pillar of my platform as I am running for school board in the Loudoun County Public Schools District. We have got to support and uphold parental rights. And really, if you think about it, how many of these kids who are walking out of their schools today, how many of these kids do you think have read the model policy or understand constitutional law or parental rights in Virginia? How many of those kids understand the code of Virginia? This is a dream come true for the teachers union, the NEA, the AFC. They are salivating over the fact that kids in Virginia high schools are walking out of classes to help fan the flames and perpetuate the myth that Governor Youngkin is evil when what he is doing is restoring constitutional law and parents' rights. Tiffany, uh, this is going to be one we're going to spend a lot of time on. Right now, how do people get to your social media and your campaign site to find out more about this? We're going to drill down on this more tomorrow morning. How do people get to you? I'm on Twitter, at Tiffany for BR. I'm on Facebook at Tiffany for Broad Run, and my website is TiffanyForBroadRun.com. Tiffany, you're saying this gets to the heart of this parental rights issue, what's happening right now in these high schools? Absolutely. Really, what, what Governor Youngkin has done is restore 
parental rights in the state of Virginia for parents to be in charge of the care, education, and upbringing of their children. Tiffany Palufko, thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to maybe tracking you down tomorrow, and we're going to have others on too. Tiffany, thank you so much. Appreciate thank you, you so much, Steve. Have a great night. On the campaign trail. Okay, uh, we've got Dr. Naomi Wolf and J.R. Majewski, all next here in the War Room. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free, no obligation, home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today, take action. I feel bad for JR. I consider him a combat veteran. I know he is. I just want to take a minute because I'm proud of my friend here, right? He has an Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal, an Afghanistan Campaign Medal with two service stars, an Iraq Campaign Medal with one service star, Global War on Terrorism Expeditionary Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, Humanitarian Service Medal, an Overseas Ribbon, long-term, Air Force Expeditionary Service Ribbon with a gold border with four oak leaf clusters, an Air Force Longevity Service with three oak leaf clusters. He was an NCO. He's been a solid guy. That uh, you know, he's been a he's been a linchpin for me and and many veterans that we serve with in the Middle East. This is a upstanding guy, and I'm you know I'm, I'm it's unfortunate that we reunited on these terms, but. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Jay, I guess what else can you put out there that could clear, clear this up for JR? Well, I, I saw him a handful of times. He came into Afghanistan and then he'd pop back out. And then if there was another need, he'd come back. And you get, you get deployed, you get hard orders to a certain spot. And that's, and when you're in a mobile unit, if the Air Force needs you somewhere and you have the qualifications, you go, they send you and it's on a sortie. And it's usually just tail numbers, sometimes not even at all. And they just get you to where you need to go. And early on, <laughs> early on in the war, there was really no, I don't know, no uh, accountability. They just wanted, you know, the motto was do more with less. And they just wanted to push people where they needed hey, to Jay, go. Hey, Jay, this is Jeff at WTOL. I, I, what, I guess in your estimation and the reason for coming on here tonight, 
What, in your estimation, is being reported inaccurate? Well, the whole um, the whole records update. The only reason why my records are they're just still not complete. I'm still missing some campaign medals and stuff like that. But it's all it's all on the individual. I mean, he was a kid when he got out. He didn't know any better. That's something that if he didn't update his records, like I was an NCO, so I took care of my troops and I took care of myself, and it still didn't get processed. That's okay. just not how it works. And then let if me, you let get me, out, let me let, let, let me let me. Okay, Jerry Majewski. Jerry, here's what I think is. Why, when AP came after you, the Associated Press came after you, why didn't you just have this guy on, uh, on, on, on deep background, like he's coming for a day, why didn't you just have him talk to him? He's an NCO. He says something very logical, particularly in the early days of war. You were assigned to, uh, I guess, with the Air Force unit in, in uh, Japan. They forward deployed to uh, Qatar, and then you did sorties in there. I mean, it was like when my ship, during the Heisters crisis, we were going on a Westpac, and all of a sudden we got diverted and went to spend, I don't know, six months in the, in the Persian Gulf in the North Arabian Sea. You just go where you're told to go. But we could have gotten around all this by just having this guy come for it immediately. Why was that not done? Well, Steve, a lot of my friends wanted to come out for me, but as the media cycle continued to mature and they continued to attack my person and they continued to um, you know, call and threaten me, call and threaten my wife, it intimidated these folks. I mean, this is Biden's America where we have political prisoners sitting in jail for no, peacefully no, I'm protesting. Saying when, the a, you know? when the AP, when the AP reporter, hang on, when the AP reporter first approached you and you know this guy's mm-hmm. an assassin, he's done this before. They're not there yeah. to do a nice profile of you. They're, when they first start asking these kind of questions, why didn't you and your comms team put forward, because this is a very uh, straightforward explanation. That NCO does a very straightforward explanation. Why didn't you have him go on deep background or talk to these guys so they couldn't use his name immediately and then we would have gotten rid of all this stuff? They would never come to light because AP would have never published. This being true, AP would have never published the original story. Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I haven't talked to the guy in 15 years. So there was an I mean, he, he actually found me. I reached out to multiple friends on Facebook and throughout the uh, you know, social media space, and you know, a lot of them didn't, didn't respond right away. And he contacted me. And, you know, I put him right in, in contact with my comms team and we talked about how we could get this message out without, you know, putting his privacy at jeopardy. And, and you're now going to walk, walk us through now that this individual's come forward. Where do you go next in trying to push back in this? Because they're they're coming to you. This is a question of character, right? They're coming at you. Yeah. This is the only way they can't win on the Biden policies. We know that that's a disaster. And your opponent's been around so long. She owns all of this. So they can only mm-hmm. do it by politics of personal destruction in your exhibit one. So where do you go with taking this to make sure the people in Ohio who are, you know, patriotic veterans, right, or, you know, have children in the military? How do you get the word out that you were smeared here? Well, we're going to we're going to launch some some campaign videos. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, which is reaching out to the good folks like we have here today supporting me. And, you know, I think they all big shout out, big shout out, big shout out to the big shout out to that group right there. Tell them War Room loves them. Those are deplorables. Steve said the War Room loves you. Deplorables. He loves you. No, I mean, Steve, the, the district knows that this is a witch hunt. They know what Marcy Captor's behavior is. Um, they know that the AP it w- was at some point they were going to launch their October surprise. I think what bothers people here is that Marcy Kaptur, at the end of the day, is still my congresswoman. And instead of 
stifling this and, and coming to my aid, knowing that my DD-214 needed to be updated, she perpetuated it. She spent thousands of dollars in promoting this through TV and Google. And the people here in the district know that. And so this was just an opportunity to get the message out nationally. Um, I have absolutely no fear about what's going on here in the 9th District because I've been working really, really hard. And I've been sh shaking every hand, hugging everyone, and, you know, giving them really, really good uh, local home-cooked barbecue. This is the way that you win votes. <laughs> JR, by the way, they can't beat you on – she's not going to stand up and debate you on the fact today the housing market imploded, as we said, was going to do it. This is all the created crisis that she's responsible for in the Biden regime. So they're never going to debate you in front of the, the, those good folks right there, hardworking citizens. They're going to try to destroy you personally. So that's why you got to fight back in the, in the hardest way possible. So appreciate you coming. How do people get to your campaign? You can go to my website, J.R. Majewski, the number four, congress.com or J.R.F.O.R. Ohio. And I want to say thank you, Steve. You're, you've been a staunch uh, advisor. Not, I mean, not officially, but every time I call you with something, you give me sound, hard advice. And thank you for pushing me. And, uh, you know, this has been tough. I know you know that. Uh, as an American, you've experienced it. And thank you for making sure that my armor is still connected. Sure, it's been tough, but that NCO stepping up is the key, is the linchpin. I told you, if guys like that step up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn this thing around, and this is what you're going to use. And now force her to get on the stage and debate you on the policies and the facts of where this country is. She'll lose 60-40 because the people out there in Ohio are hardworking, decent. That's the backbone of America right there. Tell everybody in that audience that War Room loves them. We love the deplorables. We love Ohio. You guys want to retire Marcy Captain because Steve Bandit said we need to. There we go. JR, thank you Out so much. Out on the farm, Steve. <laughs> thank welcome. you. Thank you for joining us. Fight on. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you, brother. Okay, can we have – we got a cold open for Dr. Naomi Wolf. Can we play it? A literature review of inflammatory breast diseases during lactation, health effects on the newborn, was conducted in 2008 by Wolfel and others which revealed an imbalance in cytokines in breast milk may have severe consequences for the child, which in turn affects the child's development. Although a rise in cytokines in breast milk can activate a mechanism of maternal self-defense against infectious processes and may activate or stimulate the immunity of the breastfed infant, it is possible that a permanent oversupply of cytokines leads to excessive stimulation of the child's immune system and subsequent onset of diseases. Okay, I want to bring Naomi Wolf. Naomi, what did we just watch there? And didn't you tell us that the same thing, I don't know, six months ago or a year ago? What did we just see? And when, would, when did you start talking about it? When they started taking you down from social media, ma'am? I appreciate this platform so much, Steve. Um, you are like the only ones who who notice and, and alert people to the signal literally six months before everyone else does. Um, so it's it's a Daily Clout, one of your volunteers, one of the Daily Clout War Room volunteers, um, alerting the world, which the Daily Clout War Room volunteers started to do in May, on May 18th of 2022, that there were problems with the uh, 
the mRNA and other materials from the Pfizer vaccine getting into breast milk, and that this was causing very, a range of very serious problems with babies. Um, we did not let up on this, uh, and I want to credit Amy Kelly. I said to her, go deep into this. Go, it looks like there are signals around reproduction in a 360-degree way, and she was persistent, and the volunteers did five reports in May and June around breast milk, and then that led to other reports on the whole range of reproductive harms that we've established. So that was that was May. It's now almost October. Um, but now I need to go into something really sad. Uh, finally, the rest of the medical establishment has caught up with our 3,500 volunteers who are simply serving humanity through your podcast and our platform. Sorry, we have a new puppy. Um, the Journal of Amer the American Medical Association, a very respected uh, peer-reviewed journal, finally, September 26, published a letter about detection of messenger RNA in human breast milk. This morning was available um, for anyone to read. Now it's behind a wall. I started gettering about it um, this morning. Many other people did too, including Igor Chudov, Dr. Alexander. This uh, pointed out that there was mRNA getting into breast milk, which our volunteers, again, pointed out in May. Um, if you want me to pause or getting into another horrific uh, in-depth review of harms to babies from breast milk coming out of Israel, I'll do so or I'll, I'll get right into it as you prefer. No, no, go, go, keep rolling because people need to hear right. this. Well, I want, I want this segment to be one that every mom, every grandma, you know, everyone with newborn baby who's lactating or planning to lactate can take to her doctor, her obstetrician, her gynecologist and say, this is real. Um, so it's not only that the Journal of the American Medical Association finally said, oh, we finally looked at breast milk and there's mRNA in it, sorry. And they actually have advised caution. Um, and it's ridiculous, the window they give, they advise caution uh, against lactating for women who have just been vaccinated. But our studies and the studies coming out of Israel, these, these courageous um, investigative reporters out of Israel, all of whom happen to be women, are, are finding that the harms extend for much longer um, than that in human breast milk. So the Journal of, Amer 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 Blech, Journal of American Medical Association is like willfully ignoring our reports, our, our reports by experts willfully ignoring the reports coming out of Israel and being too cautious and too conservative in warning women to just abstain briefly from lactating after being vaccinated um, when there's a body of evidence that we've provided that they can't pretend to ignore that shows that the harms last for much, much longer. So even though it's a big deal that the Journal of American Medical Association even acknowledged this, even though they immediately hit it behind a wall so you can't see it easily, um, the, the fact is that they're still endangering women um, by not being honest with them about how much evidence there is that harms last much longer than that. So there's a, a really um, important um, magazine called Real Time in Israel and a really important journalist named Ravit Feinberg. Um, she was brought to my attention by Etana Hecht. And she has now provided another in-depth look at what happens to breastfeed, breastfed babies of vaccinated moms in the VAERS database. So this is very disturbing. So I just want to warn people before I go into it. Hang on, take, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're gonna put a pin in it right there. Break. 
Dr. Wolf's going to be on the other side, and it will be a disturbing segment. We'll be back in just a moment. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, I can't tell you enough about uh, Getter, how it's connected people, what it's a great platform. Dr. Wolf's on there, Cortez, Navarre, all of our major contributors are on there putting up stuff every day. We're going to have the Joe Kent, Captain Bannon, and uh, our own Grace Chong going to be working on something with tonight with the debate. Uh, so it's going to be, it's just a platform. It's totally free. And even if you're tech challenged, it's very, very simple to use. And then you get into a whole world. I'm putting up content 24 hours a day, give you a more immersive in-depth experience than even the four hours we give you on the war room. Let me go back to Doc. Okay, so Dr. Wolf, you left us hanging. Um, go ahead. And this is very disturbing anyway. It's disturbing because what it gets me, and I'm far from an expert, right? I, it, but what gets me is that you people have been talking about this on these reports from the Pfizer documents. Remember, they were supposed to be sealed up for 75 years. 75 years. You've been doing this and connecting new studies coming out of Israel and other places and warning people. And yet nothing's really been done. So tell us what continue on with your, uh, with your I discussion. Mean, it's another layer of crime. Can you hear me and see me? It's yes, another layer. Yes. It's another layer of crime that is so, it, you know, it so reminds me, I said to Eric Metaxas the other day, we're in such biblical times because this is the slaughter of the firstborns. I mean, this is a, uh, you know, an attack on babies. The fact that we provided five reports about this four, four and a half months ago, and the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, you know, all those cool nurses and doulas in Birkenstocks who are supposed to be helping nursing moms ignored it and let babies get hurt. So the bottom line of what I'm about to share with you is that you can kill your baby if you're vaccinated by nursing your baby. 
it's that it's it it's down to that. The, these journalists, Lavit Feinberg and her team, found 648 reports of side effects in infants exposed to the COVID-19 vaccine in the VARS database. Okay, hang, hang, hang on one second, because this is kind of shocking, right? When I thought it was out of Israel, some of these first tests were done on the vaccine, because everybody's telling the, the, the Israeli doctors, these very renowned research institutes, and that's, you know, that was out immediately. But when this came out with the investigative journalists and others, it hasn't come out. How can that be? How can one spread throughout the world immediately and the other, you got to go to Naomi Wolf and the war room to be able to see this investigative report and, and, and the doctors that are putting this together in Israel? Why is, well, is, why is one is, all over and the other one's here? Israel is really a Petri dish um, for experimenting on human beings, which is super ironic given our people's history. Um, and and the, the Ministry of Health colluded in suppressing this information. And, you know, the, the rabbinate colluded in suppressing this information. Um, the, the, the government officials at the highest levels and, and thus the media, just like our own bot media, colluded in suppressing this information. I mean, one of the bullet points from this Ravit Feinberg article in real time points out that the Ministry of Health did an about face in four days um, and, 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 and rolled out and advocated for pregnant and nursing women to get the vaccine, even though, as Feinberg points out, there were no studies not even animal study showing that this vaccine was safe for pregnant and lactating women. But as she put it, nonetheless, um, they were given the green light by the authorities in Israel. So this, so then to, to move on to what the VRS database shows, it shows that um, there were deaths and life-threatening events among these 648 cases. Here's one, a baby drank pumped milk a day after the baby's mom had received the shot at work. 11 days later, the baby was found in daycare unresponsive. Uh, rushed to the hospital, the organ damage was extensive. The baby died, he died 13 days after the mom received the shot. Um, but the VARS database, which is supposed to record exactly what happened, has this category, you can't make this up, it says died, no, recovered, no. So this baby died, but they managed to list it as not, not tallied among the deaths. Um, another, this one, a five month old baby died one day after his mom got vaccinated um, at work. Oh, I'm sorry, I got vaccinated. He died on May 18th, 2021, um, brought, brought to the ER in seizures and died. Uh, so 648 babies had these adverse events, as I mentioned. Um, and what you've got to understand is the Pfizer documents show that Pfizer knew, like this is my refrain, Pfizer knew, Pfizer knew, Pfizer knew, that's the FDA knew, Israeli authorities knew, the New Zealand authorities knew, the, the people who were rolling this out knew that, um, that, that there were problems with breast milk and that Pfizer knew that the mRNA uh, was causing convulsions in babies, right? They knew that it was turning poor women's breast milk blue-green. They knew uh, in the Pfizer documents that at least one baby died of seizures. And the Pfizer documents define, again, exposure to the vaccine as including body fluids like semen and breast milk, of course, which is made up from lymph 
and blood, you know, built up of lymph and blood. And Dr. Chandler showed that these materials, the mRNA, the lipid particles, the polyethylene glycol go into breast milk. Hang on. And we're we're going to ro- roll you into the next hour, okay? And everybody should be checking with, anybody has any concerns about how you get to the next hour, you should check with Captain Bannon. When you say, we got about a minute here, when you say they knew, and you say in these documents, says no, because they're exchange of emails, exchange of information, or people acknowledging that you can point to, acknowledge that they had a problem, or you're saying they should have known given the information that was there? Well, <laughs> I mean, so first of all, there are no emails in these documents that we've seen. That's not what these documents are. These documents are records of the kinds of protocols that a drug company is supposed to do that then go immediately to the FDA for the FDA to review every single page, sign off on it, call, you know, reject it, call for better outcomes, point out problems in the science. Um, so these are like records of if you were to do an experiment and, you know, make notes of the experiment and then show the experiment and the notes to your teacher, if that was the assignment, yeah. that's what these these records are. And the person who signs uh, off on it. Naomi, yes. just hang on. We're going to hold you through to the beginning of the next hour. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back with War Room Battleground. Dr. Wolf will be leading off. Be back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 